everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of Doctor Who Panel to Panel. This is Jeremy Bement, your host, welcoming you to a brand new episode, and let's get you up to speed as to what is going to be in this episode. We will start out like we always do by checking out the news, and we'll find out what is new in the world of Doctor Who comics and uh, art and other Doctor Who kind of artistic-related uh, projects and things that are uh, in the news. And then we will open the Pandorica on something new, uh, new in the way of Doctor Who comics that has come out over the past you know month or so. This time around, we are going to take a look at part 10 of Liberation of the Daleks. That is the new part of this wonderful story that came out in Doctor Who magazine, issue number 593. And then we will go into our interview segment. And this time around, I had the extreme pleasure of chatting with the editor of the Doctor Who line of comics from Titan Comics. His name is Jake Devine. Uh, I chatted with him a few years ago, and I just wanted to kind of touch base and find out what is new in the world of Doctor Who comics, find out what is going on with Titan Comics and way of putting out uh, doc- new Doctor Who content. And I had a wonderful chat with him, and I think you will really enjoy the insight this brings as to what is going to be coming from uh, Titan and way of Doctor Who stuff. We do know we have that uh, Dan Slot special coming out here shortly. We have the the second part of Doomsday coming out from them, and um, we might even have a little bit of a tease as to what may be coming down the road. So there you go. That is the kind of the nuts and bolts of what's going on in this episode of Doctor Who Panel the Panel. Before we get into the uh, the show, I wanted to thank you for downloading this episode. I also wanted to mention a couple things. One, I have a website, which is DoctorWhoComics.com. You can find lots of Doctor Who news and comic and art-related content on there. Some of the stuff that I'll be mentioning in the news, you will be able to find out more about if you go to DoctorWhoComics.com. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you check out my website. I also want to mention that past episodes of Doctor Who Panel to Panel can be found wherever you downloaded this episode. And also, if you're looking for... Even older episodes, ones that may, might not be on your podcast feed, do me a favor and check out archive.org. Do a search for Jeremy Bement or Doctor Who Panel to Panel, and you can find easy-to-download MP3 files of all the previous episodes. Uh, lots of really good content in there, whether it be reviews of uh, issues of Doctor Who comics that have come out in the past. Um, the, the important part, I think, the part that I want to keep uh, out there for history's sake is uh, chats and interviews with people who have worked on Doctor Who Comics over the years. Whether it be editors, writers, artists, uh, there's lots of really good interviews with people um, to find out you know, how they got into comics, what was it like working on Doctor Who, um, why are they fans of Doctor Who, what they like about the show, what they like about comics. I highly encourage you, if you are... Uh, the kind of geek who likes to hear about the the craft of making comics, check out my my previous episodes on archive.org. Uh, one final plug for myself, I have started a Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash Doctor Who panel to panel, I'm trying to, to raise a little bit of money to make ends meet, to make this podcast uh, keep it out there for people. Um, it does cost a little bit of money to do this, and I would like to to uh, help or have ask people to help me out to keep these episodes coming. I do have a couple different 
plateaus where you can uh, contribute. Uh, if you contribute at the $5 a month uh, plateau, I know some people just love listening to interviews with creators. And uh, if you contribute the $5 a month, you can listen to or download uh, these episodes minus all this chatting that I'm doing now. I'm basically just having an interview-only episode. Um, for $5 a month, you can have a couple of those a month, and uh, you don't have to listen to me talk other than talking to guests. So um, that is an, op- an option that's on there. I'm trying to work up some other levels and things. So if you can do me a favor, please check out patreon.com slash Doctor Who panel to panel and uh, contribute a dollar or two to help me cover the cost of keeping this podcast going and being hosted and out there on the internet. And with this intro out of the way, let us jump into the news. In Doctor Who comic news for this episode of Doctor Who Panel to Panel, let's start out like we always do by checking out the calendar and finding out what is going to be coming out or what has come out. We're going to take a look at July. We will start out with Thursday, July 20th. That is when Doctor Who magazine issue number 593 was released over in the UK and also digitally. That has the new part of Liberation of the Daleks, which we'll be talking about here shortly. And then we will jump ahead to uh, Wednesday, July 26th. Over here in the uh, United States, Doctor Who Magazine issue number 590 came out at comic shop level. So if you are a collector of the physical media here in the United States and missed out on this issue, uh, it was released through Diamond Comics back on the 26th. Now we're going to take a look at the month of August and see what's coming out. This coming Wednesday on August 2nd from Titan Comics, Doomsday number 2 will be coming out in comic shops. And also, for some oddball reason from Diamond Comics, Doctor Who magazine issue number 589 will be coming out here in the United States. So if you missed out on that one, chance for you to grab it at the comic store level. Or they should be able to order it for you if you missed out. Then jumping ahead a couple weeks, uh, the only other thing on the calendar is right now, uh, as of, should be on Thursday, August 17th, That is when Doctor Who magazine issue number 594 should be coming out uh, over in the UK on the newsstands as well as digitally. So that should be uh, most of the releases that will be coming out, although some of the news that I have to cover will also cover releases as well. I did some searching on Amazon to find out about some stuff that was going to be coming out, uh, along with some news that was released uh, on other sources on the internet. So I thought I'd just kind of go over some stuff that will be coming out uh, as far as like collected editions are going. Uh, let me start out by saying uh, there was the cover artwork was released for the Cybermen collection, the Cybermen, the Ultimate Comic Strip Collection which will be coming out over in the UK on September 1st, so that's not too terribly far away. It's going to be a pretty good-sized, massive book reprinting a lot of Cybermen stories from Doctor Who magazine. This is something I'm really looking forward to, but unfortunately, according to Amazon here in the States, it's not going to be released until November 15th. But if you go to DoctorWhoComics.com, I do have the artwork for the cover posted, which features uh, one of the Cybermen from the story The Flood, which is probably my favorite Cybermen story of all time. It also has a version of Croton, the uh, Cyberman, Cyberman with a conscience uh, that just looks amazing. I can't wait for this collection to come out. I am a huge Cyberman fan. So that is something I'm really looking forward to. In other news, uh, a while back I mentioned that the Fourth Doctor anthology is going to be coming out. This is a collection of Fourth Doctor stories from Doctor Who magazine that will also feature the Star Beast story, which of course is what we're all 
all of us comic fans are anxious to see for part of the 60th anniversary specials that are coming out. Well, we finally got a release date over in the UK. That'll be coming out on November 2nd, so people can grab that, and if they have are unfamiliar with the Star Beast story, they'll be able to read it for themselves. As for a release date of that book here in the States, uh, Amazon did not have it listed, so I don't know when it'll be coming out, but hopefully that's something that was just an oversight and it will be coming out sometime soon. In other collection news, uh, when you listen to the, the my review of Liberation of the Daleks, you'll hear me mention, looking forward to the collected edition of this coming out so I can read the story just in one fell swoop. Uh, there is uh, on Amazon a listing or a date on the U.S. site for November 29th is when Liberation of the Daleks is going to be coming out from Amazon. So it should be roughly the same time in comic shops. I'm hoping it will come out maybe a week or two ahead of that so that it will tie in more with the anniversary specials. To me, that makes more sense. Amazon might just be a week or two behind in way of them getting it from Panini. So that's when that's supposed to be coming out. But also from Amazon on that same date of the 29th, that is when the collected edition of the Titan Comics Doomsday trade paperback is supposed to be coming out. So one more thing to kind of tie in, not really tie in with the anniversary, but it's uh, kind of gives us an idea of when Titan Comics is looking to have that collected uh, two-part story together to come out as a trade paperback. And then last but not least, of course, we're, everybody's anxiously awaiting, at least I am, I'm not sure about everybody else, but I'm pretty certain everybody is, waiting for Dan Slott's story, Once Upon a Time Lord, to come out. This is the 10th Doctor and Martha story that also has uh, uh, the 9th Doctor thrown in here for good measure. Uh, it is coming out as a hardcover edition from uh, Titan Comics. It's supposed to be coming out in Am- on Amazon's website on October 10th. Uh, might come out you know, a little sooner from comic shops. However, there is uh, the cover that they show on Amazon's website is their regular cover. There's also the Adam Hughes cover, which is going to be a comic store exclusive through Diamond. So if you want uh, both of them, you'll have to kind of get them both different directions. So that is something I think everybody's looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to the fact that it's a hardcover. It's almost going to be like an annual, one of those old school annuals. So I can't wait to see this. So there's kind of an up-to-date listing of collected editions that are going to be coming out and uh, dates according to Amazon. Uh, In other Doctor Who comic news, artwork has been released. I guess it's not really comic news, but it's more gaming news, art anyway. Uh, Magic the Gathering is, of course, coming out with a set of Doctor Who cards. If you go to DoctorWhoComics.com, my website, you can see an article from a little while back that uh, featured some of the artwork that was released or teased for these this uh, set of Doctor Who cards. And uh, over the past week or so, there's been a little bit more of a tease as a, a couple artists have released some of the pictures that they have done uh, for these magic cards. I was I did some grabbing of some pictures and are posting those. Uh, not, I'm trying not to steal from the artists. I want to promote their artwork and promote this magic set. So please go to DrWhoComics.com to take a look at some of the, the promo art, and maybe you'll be really impressed with it, as I was. And I'm looking forward to this magic set to come out. Uh, last bit of news. Uh, I don't know if anybody is familiar with Doctor Who Podcast Day, but this is a thing that is going to be happening on August 9th. Uh, this is to celebrate all the Doctor Who podcasts that are out there, including myself, I guess. Uh, I'm going to try to celebrate it by putting out a special episode on that day. For those people who are unfamiliar, of course, everybody knows there's lots of, of Doctor Who podcasts out there. Um, 
August 9th was the date of the very first Doctor Who podcast or Doctor Who related podcast, which was Doctor Who Podshock. Uh, it came out back in August, August 9th. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long ago, probably 16, 17 years ago, back in the early infancy of podcasting. And uh, somebody has decided to kind of mark that date as Doctor Who Podcast Day as a way of celebrating all the goodness that is Doctor Who podcasts that are out there, where you listen to this podcast or Radio Free Scarrow or the Missing Episodes podcast or uh, the all-new Doctor Who Book Club podcast. Check it out for this day. Mark it on your calendar, August 9th. This may be a day where there's lots of Doctor Who podcasts coming out there for you to listen to. I know I'm going to try to put together something a little special, and uh, I hope you uh, enjoy and celebrate Doctor Who podcasts the way I'm going to. And I think that's kind of it as far as uh, news for this time around. So let's go into a review. It's time to open the Pandorica on a new issue of Doctor Who in Way of Comics. And this time around, we are going to check out Liberation of the Daleks Part 10. This is in the new issue of Doctor Who magazine, issue number 593. It is written by Alan Barnes, art by Lee Sullivan, coloring by James Afredi, Roger Langridge, the lettering. And Marcus Hearn is the editor on this. And uh, we last left off with the Doctor leaving the Dalek amusement world uh, to go down the road in time and see what happens. Um, but as this part of the story picks up, we uh, go to find out what Georgie has been up to, which is the uh, fake version of Georgette. And uh, she has been captured by Daleks, or the imaginary Daleks, or uh, the ones that don't really exist, just like Georgie doesn't. Uh, she has come to them hoping to get their aid to uh, become real and have them help her become real. And uh, so she has to reveal to them that they are fake. And they're like, we don't believe you, we need to find out. So in kind of a, a nice tribute montage, the uh, Emperor Dalek goes to the brain machine, a super calculator beyond compare, to ask it kind of the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything, and they find out that uh, they are artificial. So um, this has kind of been what has... Georgie has figured out a way to work with the Daleks to bring the Doctor, capture him, and uh, find a way to become real. Uh, and that's what they do. They put the TARDIS... The Daleks put the TARDIS into kind of a electrified cage so the Doctor can't escape. And uh, Georgie says, you know, I want to become real. And the Doctor is like, I, well, I'm more than willing to help you become real, but we need to stop the Daleks. But that's kind of where the plan goes awry. Um, we find out that in the, the Dalek amusement world, Georgie is kind of linking up with Georgette. And um, the Daleks of the two worlds are kind of linking together. Um, and that's kind of where this part of the story leaves off. Um, as far as the story goes, I still find the story really intriguing, although it's, to me it's a little bit confusing keeping track of which uh, Georgie is Georgie and which Georgette is Georgette. Um, getting this story once a month in kind of six-page increments uh, to me is makes it kind of choppy. I have to go back and almost reread the previous issue or two to kind of get up to speed. And even then I feel a little bit confused. Um, I do believe, I think Alan Barnes' writing is, is solid, and I think that once this story finishes up in a couple more parts, that 
we will have a good, solid, cohesive story. And I'm really looking forward to the collected edition coming out because I want to sit down and read it all in one fell swoop. Um, right now, it's kind of hard to do when you have to grab every single issue and read the six pages and then move on to the next. Um, but as far as this part of the story goes, I thought it was good. Um, you know, it furthers the story. It gives you quite a bit and uh, has Georgie wanting to become real and willing to do whatever she needs to do to, to accomplish that, which is working with the Daleks. Uh, Lee Sullivan's artwork, once again, is, is great. Um, for those people who have read the classic Dalek strips from back in the 60s, uh, looking at this, uh, especially the, I think it's page three of the story, where the, the uh, Emperor Dalek goes down kind of into the archive of the Dalek vault, um, you'll see a lot of stuff from those Dalek strips. Uh, the Penta Ray is the one that grabbed my attention because not too long ago I did a review about that story that had the Penta Ray. Um, but you see lots of stuff in there on Mechanoid. You see things from the history of Daleks, especially the comic strip Daleks, that uh, just kind of, for us old Doctor Who comic readers, it, it is a really nice touch. And uh, kudos to Lee Sullivan. I'm sure he had a blast adding those things in there. Um, the story... I, I think the story is going to be really good by the time we get to the end. It's kind of hard to review it piece by piece, um, whether it accomplishes the task of moving the story forward. This one did. Good job, Alan Barnes. Uh, great job, Lee Sullivan, doing some wonderful artwork. And I can't wait to see how this story uh, wraps up in the next uh, two parts. So there you go. There's my review of Liberation of the Daleks. Exterminate! Today on Doctor Who Panel to Panel, I have the pleasure of uh, chatting once again with the, uh, he's group editor for Titan Comics, but he's also overseeing the Doctor Who line. This is Jake Devine. Jake, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Great to be back again. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, I, let, let's start um, with the fact that uh, Doctor Who is coming back on TV here uh, in November with some specials. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year, Titan was supposed to come out with a special uh, a Doctor Who comic written by Dan Slott. And it kind of got delayed until this year. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the kind of the rationale behind why it was postponed? Sure. I mean... Really, it was just we wanted to have, you know, the biggest bang, you know, let's get this book out and get most attention for it. So I mm -hmm. think um, with, you know, the anniversary year and the fact that we now have, you know, David Tennant coming back and, of course, our book stars David Tennant. While it's not quite, you know, the new iteration, it's still, you know, very much on people's radar that David Tennant is back in Doctor Who. And I think we just thought, you know, that's really going to, you know, put this book, you know, in people's minds and, you know, make it really relevant, you know, where... Everything sort of changed in Doctor Who uh, in the last year or so. Uh, it's sort of this year is, you know, this is the Doctor Who year. And I think we really wanted yeah. to make sure that, you know, the book was out in its best possible time. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, that was our main rationale for moving it from where it was. Sure. That makes total sense. Um, was it a challenge to, to be able to get Dan Slott to do a Doctor Who book? I know I've talked to Dan Slott in the past and he's a huge Doctor Who fan, which I think mm -hmm. anybody who follows him knows. Um, was it tough to to work out a, a deal with him or because he uh, was pretty much Marvel exclusive? Yeah, so um, I'm not sure. I mean, that all the contract stuff, you know, was done sort of by the my publisher and the higher ups and stuff between mm -hmm. him and Marvel and Dan. And um, I think it was pretty tough originally because obviously Dan is Marvel exclusive and has been for a while. He's, you know, their main number one guy. Um, but I think because Dan was so passionate about it, it's something like he kept pushing for. He loves Doctor Who. He really wanted to, you know, it's a, a lifelong mission for him. So it's one of the things where he kept pushing and obviously really 
really wanted him. Um, you know, my publisher is, is a big Doctor Who fan himself, so it was like sort of a dream to have the two, you know, collaborate in that sort of, you know, writer and um, uh-huh. property, put them together. Um, so I think eventually something was just worked out where, you know, he was allowed to, you know, make his wish come true, essentially, as long as it didn't impact anything he was doing on Marvel. And, you know, that's always going to be his main focus. Yeah. It's sort of like his dream project. Then they're like, OK, well, we'll let you do it as long as, you know, uh-huh. you, you don't uh, keep, keep up with all our, you know, the Fantastic Four and everything else that you were doing in the past. You know, as long as that's all good. Yeah. Um, you can you can do this uh, one a year thing for us. So obviously he's done his first one and we've got currently uh, three planned for him to do uh, so he's currently working away on the second one but this will be the first volume that we've got from him coming out yeah that's awesome you know i'm really looking forward to it and uh is did he come up with the or how did the story idea for this first special come about did he just say here i've already got the story out here's my idea and you just kind of let him go to town on it yeah, I mean, pr- pretty much. I mean, Dan obviously had been wanting to write Doctor Who comics for so many years. He's had so many ideas. And I think it was just, we had chats about all the different things he wanted to do. And we sort of whittled it down to, all right, in this special, what are we going to do? Um, uh-huh. So we ended up focusing on the the 10th Doctor and Martha for our main story. Um, and he came up with this whole new villain called the Pyromess. And the whole gimmick of the story, if you will, is Martha telling the story of the Doctor's adventures to these villains called the pyromaths who feed on stories um, okay so that's the general gist of that story and then we also got a, a doctor who uh backup story featuring the ninth doctor and rose um again i think just sort of ticking the boxes of dan's you know wish list yeah. of different doctors he'd love he'd love to write for all the doctors but i think it's sort of you know let's do one or two at a time so the main one we stuck with was let's do a, a tenth doctor uh, main story and then we'll throw in a little uh, ninth short in there as well and it does actually sort of tie in with the overall theme of the book as well okay um yeah i'm uh it comes out uh in october if i remember correctly um am i correct there's supposed to be like a a regular soft cover version like a a comic book special and then there's going to be a hardcover as well uh so they're so they're both going to be hardcover editions um but we've got two different variants of the covers so the the original uh book cover is going to be by christopher jones um you'll see on the front Doctor Who himself with all the, you know, villains arrayed mm-hmm. around him, which is yep. really cool. Like I was big fan of Chris's work. I'd love to get him on everything. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, we did, we did. Um, so on, on this one, we had like uh, a few different artists involved. Um, we did hope to have Chris do a lot more, but just due to scheduling and things like that, we got him, you know, for, yeah. Um, just part of the book, which actually works out really nicely in the way that it's um, the story's told with different parts. It, it actually works to have those different artist um, styles in there, um, but you'll see when you read it. Um, but yeah, and then we've got a, a really cool uh, cover from Adam Hughes, which is our Diamond exclusive cover. So that's available okay. through Diamond and the, the comic market. So okay. you've sort of got two different covers for two different markets, really. Awesome. Well, I think it's really cool that you're doing a hardcover version of it. It's I'm a I'm partial to hardcovers uh, in the first place because they look really nice on my bookshelf. So yeah, you know, it makes it, it, it's, it's a it's a big like sort of a special book, you know. So you want to give it that sort of prestige. Mm-hmm. It's not just our, our regular comic series run. It is you know this is our Dan slot special. So we give it something unique for it and make it hardcover. Which I think it's going to look really nice when it's out. Yeah, awesome. Um, so since it's been uh, a little while since I've chatted with you, I kind of want to go back to the 13th Doctor uh, 
mini series that you had been doing. And one of the questions I, I had, um, you know, I thought Jody Hauser did a good job telling the stories that she did with the 13th mm-hmm. Doctor, but I was kind of wondering uh, why the 10th Doctor was involved in back-to-back miniseries uh, stories. Was that kind of uh, an idea of hers that she wanted to put forth or uh, was it more of like a marketing thing because there's plenty of David Tennant fans out there or uh, kind of what was the rationale behind that? So, I mean, it was a little bit both. I think the initial idea uh, came from Jodie herself. She wanted to um, tie in. So with the first story, uh, (laughs) go back to the story, was uh, (laughs) help my friends with with the Weeping Angels. So she really wanted Uh to get the Weeping Angels involved and the fact that obviously that came from um, the Blink episode and that sort of all weaved in together. So I think her initial idea was to bring that kind of side of the story into it. And so it really made sense to bring uh, David Tennant and... Jodie Whittaker's Doctors Together and that story. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we just got such a good response from that. It just made sense to sort of, you know, try and like, do it again. Oh, okay. um, so that that really worked nicely. And then um, after that followed Time of Victorious. So that was our main actual 10th Doctor story in that respect. But uh-huh. because it was, you know, Jodie writing and we tried to tell that where Time of Victorious was a part of the whole bigger BBC event that was going on that tied all these different stories um, around that overarching narrative. Um, we wanted to still sort of ground it down and, and make it tighten and make it part of our comic series. So we sort of found a way to put 13 in there to sort of tie all that, you know, story together. Yeah. So it's one big narrative mm-hmm. um, and make it one, you know, one cool story that people sure. can read across the, the what, is effectively the the year two of 13th Doctor stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of Time Lord Victorious and it being the the first of the multimedia uh, big stories, was it a challenge to to do a story that fit in with all this other stuff? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, again, it was trying to figure out what story we could tell that then made sense to obviously everything else that, you know, Big Finish were doing, BBC Audiobooks, and everyone was doing. So we all had yeah. you know, a lot of um, collaboration in that respect. Like there was a lot of talks in the beginning about what this is going to look like, um, all the different sort of doctors would be involved and what made sense for who to do what and which parts of the story. Um, and we had James Goss involved, who was sort of the, the showrunner of that. So uh-huh. he was really helping us, you know, chatting with him on like, okay, this is a story we want to do. And he would come in and say, okay, well, this is you doing this would then affect that over there or, oh, this, you should do this because that will really help tie in with what these guys are doing. Um, and he, he worked with um, Jody, our writer on that closely as well. And that was really nice collaboration. So challenging, okay. but worked to a good effect, I think. Sure. Um, one of the other series that, that took place uh, in between then and now is uh, the Master miniseries or the Missy miniseries that uh, Jody did. That was that uh, character that Jody was really gung-ho to do and uh, wanted to tell a story? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so initially the rationale for that was, you know, that was sort of the 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 master's sort of 50th anniversary year so we thought oh, you know let's try something different you know we, we've done a lot of doctor stories let's try and do uh, a master story and in this case missy because mm-hmm. one we think missy's a really great character and two we knew that missy was a, a favorite of jody's and that she'd always you know every time we do interviews and stuff she'd always mention that i'd love to write missy so uh-huh. the fact that we had those you know 
our sort of idea and her you know wish list putting that together just made sense um yeah so yeah and i'm, I'm really happy with how that came out because i think that's one of the favorite stories i've worked on I, I, I think, yeah i thought it was a lot of fun and i thought uh, jody did it uh just like she's doing now with the uh doomsday series with missy in mm -hmm. it jody has a really good grasp of the of the character of missy and uh especially the the vocalization of missy she she definitely yeah. has that that sound to her when you read the comic yeah for sure i think that's definitely one of jody's highlights is the, the way she can just capture those characters on the screen in the comics um just with dialogue you know she really nails like who they are and how they sound it's, mm -hmm. yeah it's very 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 nice sure and then uh following that we we had the the origin miniseries uh featuring the the fugitive doctor or the joe martin doctor um was that um, was that a an idea that you came up with or another jody one where she was like i want to tell a story with this character and uh beyond that was it tough to get the bbc to give approval for something like that as far as uh doing a story with a doctor that may be used somewhere down the road mm -hmm. um so i think that was sort of partly my idea but it was a bit of a, a discussion in uh, editorially between it and our, in our team thinking you know what could we do next that's sort of different in the same way that we did missy i mean because that was that was you know critically a hit and we thought wow look, we've done something different it's really worked you know uh -huh. let's try something else um, sure. and we wanted to make it relevant at the time so obviously we had the 13th doctors series on at the time um so we wanted to sort of try and make it relevant to what people were watching and you had this whole new, you know, story of oh look the the timeless child. There's all these different iterations of the Doctor that we've never seen before. Um, so it just made sense for us, to, you know, let's let's pick up this Joe Martin Doctor who people really resonated with and you know had a good reaction from from just one uh -huh. episode. And sure. we thought, well, there's tons to explore there. Um, so it, it was it was a little bit difficult at start um, because obviously it was you know where where stuff is current on the BBC um, they tend to you know they don't want to give too much away from us because if they've got plans for things, they don't want us right. to, you know, yeah, exactly. Give anything away or change what, you know, give something in our story that actually contradicts what they've got planned. So it's, you put a try and play around it a little bit, but eventually they, they, they were happy with us using that story. Um, and we managed to find a way that tied in with what they were doing or what they had planned to do. Um, without contradicting anything and making it sort of an original story and adding to the the mythology of that doctor and that series um which we thought would be really cool for fans you know because it's adding to the world of doctor who uh -huh. given, giving them something they, they can't or haven't got on screen um and particularly at the time i think where i can't remember if it was before or after chris chibnall had said he was leaving or i think it was maybe just just before or around the time um but that sort of helped a little bit, I guess, because it meant that it, as far as he was concerned, he wasn't then, his time has come to an end, he wasn't pursuing any more um, Doctor stories on on that yeah. front and, uh -huh. and the, the Joe Martin Doctor. So that gives a little bit more freedom for that. Okay, well, if there's, there, we know there's not going to be any more plans. That's what gives a bit more freedom for us to explore this character more without having to worry about conflicting with what's going to be planned for in the future. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, I guess kind of the, the underlying, 
Um, mainstays of these series that we've been talking about is you, you've had Jody Hauser doing the writing on them and Roberta mm-hmm. Ingranata doing the uh, art duties on it. Um, you have a, a, a good solid team uh, that tells some good stories with really good artwork. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had any ideas or thoughts of uh, maybe doing another uh, Doctor series with and maybe bringing in a new writer or a new artist? I think that's all that that's uh, discussions to be had. I mean, because where we've got obviously the new era and the new Doctor, we initially, you know, in previous series or previous Doctors for every series, we sort of had different collaborations and different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that's uh, in discussion. But obviously, we love the work that Jody and Roberta do. Um, so that's something that's sort of, I guess, you'll see in the future what happens to that. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah. yeah. And, and right now, they're working on the Doomsday series, which. Uh, has the Doomsday, uh, your slot in this big Doomsday story, mm-hmm. has it been kind of easier to to do this one because the way the story is structured with it, kind of every part being like an hour of this big 24-hour story, you mm-hmm. they could say to you, okay, you're going to have this character that you can have do kind of whatever you want, uh, I would think, as far as you, it doesn't necessarily have to, tie in with any other part other than doom is trying to find the doctor yeah i mean it's i guess it's simpler in some ways but it definitely had its own unique challenges because where there is a wider narrative we still had to sort of tie in the the elements to make sure that what we're doing here aligns with what everyone else is doing and you know it doesn't contradict anything um particularly with where in some instances we've covered you know similar characters or places locations etc that other people have done um but just you know with our different story and making sure that it makes sense and everything's in continuity um so there's definitely challenges in that respect um and also where the bbc had this plan to launch sort of every hour or so in a certain time frame so and wanted it to release in the exact hour order of this countdown uh-huh. so it's figuring out you know how particularly i think the format of this series was was tough to figure out because we wanted it to fit with what they were doing but also um still make it you know a, a good product that we're not sort of changing just to make it fit for the sake of fitting so i think we where we um ended up was sort of similar to what we were planning to do with the dance slot special um but we did the comics first and so we've done two two issues of doomsday um which are it should both be out now i believe uh, I think the second well, issue comes out this coming week. Yeah, issue two is about to be out. Um, and then that will be collected into a, a nice hardcover format because, again, it, it's sort of like an event book. You know, this is a big sure. part of, um, you know, the BBC Transmedia event. So uh-huh. uh, it's something unique, which I think would be really cool to have as a hardcover edition. Awesome. Um, but, yeah, so so why, the way we've done it, we've got – we had we were uh, assigned four hours of the story – um, so again, figure, figuring out how we were going to cover that because essentially each hour is a different mission that Doom is completing. And obviously in a comic, you, you could spend a long time doing an hour um, or you could condense it down because obviously if we've only got a limited amount of issues to tell it in, yeah. you know, that uh-huh. challenge is how do we make something exciting and um, engaging in a short space of time. But actually it sort of benefited because with the story we're telling it that we could and the short space in that we could, you know, keep up the pace and do something that was really a lot of action, keeping things moving, um, and you know, heighten the sense of tension that Doom actually is running out of time and has to get through these missions quickly. 
Uh-huh. Um, so that benefit us nicely. Um, and again, you know, we had Jody on board, who's who's really good at taking you know concepts and just really making them her own and making them work to what needs to be, and still you know bringing out the characters and again bringing Doom to life because Doom is a completely new character for for us in in the in the Doom universe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the the first issue I thought was a lot of fun, and and once again, Jody did a good job of capturing the sound of Missy. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've I haven't really been following all of the parts of this big Doomsday story as far as the multimedia stuff, but uh, it was nice seeing Doom actually, considering she's supposed to be the universe's greatest assassin, actually do some assassinating work in the first issue. Uh, it seems like that was the the thing that was missing from me from the stuff that I had read previously. So that was a, a nice thing to see, and I thought Roberta did a, a really good job of of capturing that moment on the page. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and again, because that that was a challenge as well in um, you know making sure that this character was. You know, who's new is something that people are gonna is gonna appeal to people and gonna get excited by her story because obviously she's completely new in this medium um, mm-hmm. and I think again Jenny just did a really good job on that um, and also the again getting to bring in Missy was a lot of fun it was it's almost like a, a spiritual sequel to the previous Missy yeah that we didn't, yeah exactly so it was great to bring her back sure um this year um has been kind of quiet on the doctor who front as far as like tv goes just because we're in between eras and um there hasn't been a lot going on um titan uh as a publisher of doctor who comics has been rather quiet as well we've had kind of a a big gap in between the the origin story and these two issues of the doomsday series um did the titan just kind of decide well there's not a lot of publicity right now for Doctor Who. We'll just kind of lay low and get our plans in the works for what we're going to have coming up once uh, Doctor Who is back on TV. Or uh, were there talks about maybe doing something to to fill the gap? I think essentially it, it was pretty much the first point. I mean, so we we reached the end of, you know, Origins and we were working on the dance slot special and then it was... Um, then Doom had been in the works for a while, so that was sort of the main okay. thing we were working on. Um, and then after that was like, what were our next plans going to be? And essentially, it was sort of around that time where things had been announced. You know, we we had meetings with the BBC sort of about May last year, where they sort of say, hey, here's the plans that we're going to do. It was you know, Russell had come back, and we were like, okay, so there's going to be lots of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, well now we know this is sort of going to be happening in the anniversary year we it makes sense for us to you know slow down a little bit you okay know, let the you know let the dance lot special get out there let the doom get out there um and then really like make sure we've got a good solid plan to launch with when this whole new era of doctor who begins um so that's sort of pretty much been our focus in the meantime has been okay prepared for what we're going to do next Sure. Um, with with uh, Russell coming back to to work on Doctor Who, um, has it been? E- Everybody talks about how uh, Chibnall was very uh, hush hush and and tight uh, ran a tight ship as far as letting people know what his plans were with Doctor Who. Russell T Davies, on the other hand, is everybody reports is kind of the exact opposite you know he he wants to share the wealth and 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 put forth doctor who as a big product 
Um, has it been easier to work with the BBC and with Russell's team um, doing whatever is going to be coming up for you as far as like uh, the the Shudi Gatwa doctor um, and even with the or just whatever plans Titan has for Doctor Who stuff coming forward? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that Russell has been, you know, so much more engaged with all the licensees you know he he's definitely got he's not just thinking of this new era as the show he's thinking it as a new era of everything doctor who and he's you know while he's doing everything for the show he's thinking of you know what merchandise comics books everything is he's uh -huh. got in mind so that's been really helpful for us because he's been very much hey this is what we're doing hopefully that gives you ideas for what you guys can do um, so it's not us just sort of like scrambling around thinking, oh, what can we do? Oh, no, we can't do that. It's, oh, okay, so this is the direction we're going. That's given us loads of, you know, things to work with. So that's been really good. Oh, well, that's awesome. That's that's great to hear. Um, now that we're going into Russell's era and uh, we're going to have a new Doctor and, uh, you know, there's been reports that there's going to be Doctor Who TV spinoffs on Disney Plus and stuff. Um I'm I'm sure there's still plans in the works from Titan, and I'm sure you can't really elaborate a lot onto what's going to be going on. But um, when Titan first took over the Doctor Who license, we had a 10th Doctor series and 11th Doctor. Uh, we end up with a 12th Doctor series. Um, can us comic book fans or fans of Doctor Who comics uh, be expecting, along with a Doctor Who comic, maybe some other stuff as well, and maybe have a, a couple or three comics you know, to, to, to be, to look forward to somewhere down the road, or is that still kind of in the works? I mean, a lot of things are still sort of TBD. I mean, we definitely, you know, with, with shooting out, welcome as a new doctor, we definitely want to, you know, um, get on that. We'd love to see shooting in comics. And I think that's going to be our main focus for the future uh, initially. Um, but yeah, with the wider universe of Doctor Who opening up with all these spin-offs and stuff that are supposedly planned, I think, you know, in the same way that we did Tortured Comics previously as well, I think uh -huh. there's no reason why we, you know, wouldn't do similar things with that and have multiple comics. Um, I don't think we want to do um, too many because I think there is, too, there is such thing as too many. But yeah, yeah there's definitely an opportunity for, for different titles, whether it's different Doctors or... Uh, other things like potentially Torchwood uh, that we did. Definitely, I don't see why we wouldn't do those. Yeah, you know, I always thought that, that doing like a an anthology book would be neat. And, and, you know, especially if they are going to do spinoffs, if you had a, an anthology that would have a, a couple different uh, stories within one, um, you know, monthly book or bi-monthly book or something like that would be kind mm -hmm. of double the bang for your buck. And uh, you can tell like, shorter smaller chapters but still put forth you know more of the doctor who universe so well uh jake you know i, I everybody's excited about what's going to be coming out for doctor who as far as tv goes but me being a, a doctor who comics fan uh, i've been enjoying what titan's been putting out um i'm looking forward to see what's going to be coming out with well i'm definitely excited about dan slot special um, but I'm also looking forward to see what we're going to get next year from Titan uh, when the new series starts up and uh, the product that's going to be kind of accompanying that. So uh, thank you for taking time to chat with me today. And uh, I look forward to seeing what uh, is coming down the road. No problem. I'm glad. I think we've got a lot of exciting stuff that's going to be coming up. You know, particularly Dance Lot's going to be a great issue. And then next year, I think there's going to be loads of exciting new stuff to you to get in your hands into. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Well, uh, thanks for chatting with me today.
Brilliant. Thank you. I want to thank Titan Comics Doctor Who editor and group editor uh, Jake Devine for joining me on this podcast. Uh, I haven't talked to him for probably about three years or so, and uh, it was nice to catch up, find out what Titan Comics has uh, coming down the line in the way of Doctor Who Comics, uh, kind of get his feedback on what they have done so far over the past few years uh, with the 13th Doctor, with uh, Missy, and the the other uh, media tie-ins that they have done. So it was nice to, to kind of get a little bit of feedback from him as to what the company was thinking when they were doing these. And uh, I, I hope you appreciated this interview as much as I enjoyed listening to, to his responses. And that is it for this episode of Doctor Who Panel to Panel. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. Please do me a favor. And if you have Doctor Who fans, especially ones that are, may have lapsed uh, over the past year or so since they, the show hasn't been on the air and now with uh, the specials coming back, the 60th anniversary right around the corner, do me a favor. If you have friends that are Doctor Who fans that are also comic book fans, please point out this podcast to them. Uh, get them to download and listen to an episode. Uh, the more listeners I get, the better off I am. The more this podcast gets promoted on the internet, and uh, I would appreciate it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Another episode coming out in a couple weeks. And until then, this is Jeremy Bement wishing you well. And until next time, bye. Doctor Who Panel to Panel, the podcast about Doctor Who comics, thanks you for downloading this episode. Let us know what you thought about this episode or of Doctor Who comics in general. You can find us socially on Facebook at Doctor Who Panel to Panel, on Twitter at Doctor Who P2P, 2 being the number 2, and online at DoctorWhoComics.com. Download previous episodes via your favorite podcast service and find the complete catalog of episodes featuring amazing interviews with creators past and present at archive.org. Just search for Doctor Who Panel to Panel. Thank you.